Welcome back to Bread and Butter, everybody, where we are at the Hearthstone podcast, where we are serving up the basics for Hearthstone improvement. And I am Doc McButt. And as always, I am joined by Tito. Tito, how are you doing today? I am fantastic, Doc. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good, but rumor has it we have man, myth, the legend, Zeddy. Zeddy, how are you? I am doing great. Thank you. <laughs> it's wonderful. So, Zeddy, what have you been doing inside Hearthstone recently? Inside Hearthstone? Um, while well, we're streaming all the time, trying to find modes. I, I don't stick to one game mode ever in Hearthstone, but lately it's been a lot of, I'd say, standard. Been playing a lot of Spooky Mage. Um, dabbling in wild with, uh, I always play quest mage cause I'm a degenerate like that, taking extra turns <laughs> and, uh, trying arena. Arena's got some issues, but been playing that as well. And I tried to get into the whole twist thing with new age, but, um, didn't love the format. And then once I got to legend, the queue times were pretty bad. So been mostly standard in arena, I would say lately. Well, at least tomorrow with arena, you get the new cards if you, so that, that's, sh that should be fun. I'm very much looking forward to that. It's the first time since like GVG, I believe, they put new cards early in the arena. So I'm psyched to try that out. Oh, true, right? Because don't they normally they normally put them in duels? But I guess not arena. You, so. you you can duels. They don't. They put it in that you can possibly draft them. Um, not that you can build with them, but you can draft them. And I even misremembered that. But uh, yeah, it's the first time where you can straight up just draft new cards. In the arena since, yeah, GVG, which is, that was like right before I started playing. So it's the first time I've got to play early cards in arena, which is really cool. Fantastic. <laughs> Doc, how about yourself? What have you been doing in Hearthstone? Yeah, so for myself, uh, I really haven't liked the standard meta in quite a while. And like a lot of people, I didn't really enjoy the twist meta because it's basically just all the stuff we got just got done playing with so i've been playing a lot of bgs uh i was just shy of 6500 today uh as i was playing in the squelch discord and mad at arms watched me lose 150 mmr uh which didn't feel great but i did get a pretty fun pirate build going uh and gained like 76 mmr back so that was fun that was worth it uh, but yeah, just a lot of BGs. Quests are back. Quests are fun. Still need a little bit of tuning, but uh, yeah, it's just BGs are a little bit different now, so I enjoy that. Tito, how about yourself? Well, on the BG front, I've been playing mostly with um, preparation for the Hype Horizon matches. So we, I run. I am the captain now of the Hype Horizon World BG team, and this week we got kind of crushed by uh, the Aegis BG Club. Uh, Terry Zhang, if you remember, he's been on the episode a couple times. And um, it was it, we, we peaceful. C wasn't able to be there, who is probably our best player. But Judge is on our team now. You might know Judge as the arena master, but he's also really good at battlegrounds. And we also have Colonel Mustard. So we're building we're building up a pretty good team. We just need some work and practice. Outside of that, uh, I've been playing a lot of Relic Demon Hunter in standard, and I've been playing Twist. I had seven stars because I didn't play that short brief season. And I guess that's about where my wild rank is. So I wanted to get it up as high as I could just to make sure that I build up my star level. I got to about D10. I've been playing a uh, scam DH, which is the one where you get the fell screamers and the um, the the big minions and the taint hearts. And it's really nice when you get a couple taint hearts and a couple burn 
uh, Burn Man is against a hollow mage, and they can't do anything, so I've been really enjoying that. But, Zeddy, how about outside of Hearthstone? What have you been up to? I uh, I just finished Final Fantasy 16. I've been playing some other games. And my God, I nice. really, really... I I was not even going to bother playing Final Fantasy 16 because I'm like a traditional Final Fantasy player. Love like my favorite game of all time. It's Final Fantasy 6. It's like the traditional turn-based combat and all that stuff. But I play the demos like, okay, this is rad. I got to try it. And it's just a really good Devil May Cry game to me with Final Fantasy flavorings. And I just really enjoyed it. It was really fun. And uh, other than that, I just... Yeah, just outside the game is working on YouTube content. The review season for Titans takes like most of my time getting up for every reveal and getting the YouTube content out there as fast as I can. And every single day, it's very time consuming. So not much outside of my life other than uh, play some other games while I wait to review the next cards. <laughs> and basically, nice. that's been <laughs> my life the last month or so. But and always just, you know, pet uh, hanging around with Nova. She's always a nice cat to hang around with and stuff. So that's been good. Heck yeah. With being things being as busy as they are, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us tonight. Oh, it's no problem. It's nice to, nice to get a break from that stuff. <laughs> oh, well, oh, I'm sure. And still talk mm. more Hearthstone. Doc, what have you been up to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so for myself, uh, I just recently got back from a vacation out to Nebraska. Um, it's where my girlfriend's family's from, and it family reunion and like town holiday, but also celebrating her great grandmother's 102nd birthday. And I imagine for most people, when they hear 102, they think some skeletal decrepit sack of skin and bone, um, that's bedridden. Uh, but that's not the case with, uh, Cortland's great grandma. Uh, she's 102. She, for all things considered for being as old as she is, she's in perfect health. Uh, she had polio when she was seven. Uh, the only medicine she takes is a thyroid pill, but I actually talked with her for quite a while. She's a hundred percent with it. Like she was cracking jokes and she went out to the parade with all of us. Uh, yeah, it was just an awesome time, but I will say as someone who grew up around the cascade mountains and then have moved to the Rocky mountains, driving out through the plains where the the land doesn't get broke off by a mountain and just disappears into the horizon uh, was kind of unsettling. Uh, it just made me feel really, really, really small because I have never seen that happen before. I've seen it happen with like the Columbia River and like the Pacific Ocean, but never with land in both directions. Uh, but And I broke my toe uh, <laughs> before my vacation. Um, but I'm, it's, basically healed i'm doing i'm doing okay uh tito what have you been up to well actually so i have a question next time you see your uh your partner's grandma make sure you ask her how she feels about not being able to play with legos anymore because they're only from ages five to 99 so (laughs) i will i will um but for me uh i so i've been fixing my audio so i i had thursday night i decided not to stream because i i keep going through this process where I want to work on things. I want to improve things. I want to do things. But then I get to the time where it's like 9 o'clock at night, and I just, just want to play video games. So I just fire up the stream and play video games. So I took this Thursday, last Thursday, and I uh, fixed my audio, and I fixed up my OBS so it's a lot cleaner, and I can better transition other games. I, I built a stinger to do a transition from one screen to another, so that took a little while, but that was fun. 
And then um, having some conversations about trying to get, I have a mechanical keyboard and it was click, 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 click. And I wanted to get rid of that ambient sound, so I'm working on it. And I was talking to the Koi Kasi Discord. And during that, I found out that not only um, did I have some issues with my settings, which I, I have been fixing, but apparently I have a directional mic and I've had my mic working like a Yeti mic. So it was pointing down at my desk. So instead of me talking, it was more my desk talking and I happened to be kind of clipping on the side. So I hope we have that all fixed. I'm very excited. And, and going down that rabbit hole, I've been thinking about doing uh, some music. I'm an amateur guitar player. I'm not good, but I figured maybe I can hook up my computer and get one of those connections that you can connect your guitar to the computer and start doing that. And I also want to get a stream deck. I'm finding my hobbies are really more expensive than I can afford. But that's okay. It's fun. I enjoy it. But, Doc, I'm getting a little hungry. Maybe it's time for some appetizers here. How about we um, meet our guests and get to know them a little better? Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, Zeddy, how did you get started in gaming, and how did you find Hearthstone? Gaming? Um, four years old, my dad bought me an NES. And, well, the family in NES at Mario and Duck Hunt. So, um, yeah, pretty classic start got in just ever since then been into gaming and um hearthstone i discovered what twitch was in like I'd like to say like 2013 20 no no it wasn't it was 2014 2015 and i was like i was always like like what the top games were and i'm like what is this hearthstone thing and i think i found crypt's channel and just like i don't know this i don't really get what's going on and then I looked it up, like, oh, it's a free-to-play game. This is while I'm kind of going to school for accounting and stuff, and I'm like, I, I don't know, I'm looking for something I can play for, like, free or whatever in my spare time, so I download it. I'm like, played it for a couple days, I'm like, this is pay-to-win garbage, I uninstalled it. And then um, <laughs> I kept watching it on Twitch, I started understanding a bit more, and I'm like, well, this Crypt guy just plays Arena all the time, maybe I could go back and just try arena instead of trying to play ladder against all these broken legendary cards that I can't get. And then I just started playing arena for months and months. And then I started spending money on the game and paying myself to win and, um, moving up the ladder and got hooked on it that way. And then it turned into this somehow. I don't, it's crazy how that works out, but yeah, um, <laughs> I found it just cause it was a top trending game on Twitch at the time, basically. And I never played a card game like period really. Other than like, you know, poker and stuff. So never really like a collectible card game or anything like that. And just for some reason, it hooked me. Awesome. So was then Hearthstone the way that you found yourself into streaming and content creation? Oh, yeah. Like I didn't even really. I thought the whole idea of Twitch was really stupid. I don't understand why people would want to watch someone play games and stuff, even from someone playing games. And I just became just obsessed with like. It was like Hearthstone and speedrunning, which I still follow. I got really into speedrunning um, really early on. Like, I'm one of Summoning Salt, Carl Jopst, and some other guys, like, first 10,000 subs. I was, like, really into wow. that scene super early and watching that blow up, too. And, like, that got me interested in content creation as well. And I went with the Hearthstone side of things, and I still follow all of that stuff, but... Yeah, I didn't really think about that. I mean, I was in school for, like, accounting. I had a full-time accounting job. And then I'm like, I'll just try it for fun. And then it led to this. On the note of games done quick kind of thing, speedrunning, I know recently they just had a Hearthstone version of that where I guess they did the Lich King. What did you think of that? 
Um, interesting. I actually wasn't able to watch much of it, but I, I mean, it's the only way you can really speed run Hearthstone is something even, but that still changes like cards get nerfed that you might want to utilize for that. It's an interesting one. It's kind of fun, but really hard to have a consistent speed run category in uh, Hearthstone. I even did a whole uh, speed run to Legend back in the day when um, I think it was when Demon Hunter was first introduced and I, I, <laughs> I set my world record I decided to call it I got to top 10 legend in under 11 hours starting oh, wow. a new account with odd demon hunter I went like 49 and 0 to start but then that got crushed by like classic mode being filled with bots and people like literally not losing a game and but yeah it was really kind of cool to see that but it's definitely not the easiest game to set up realistic speed runs for I guess soul adventures is your best bet though so it was pretty cool to see it highlighted there now, when you say that you did the speed run to Legend, did you ever used to participate in the rat race when we had the old ladder system? No, I um, I did not. I was not that good a ladder grinder at the time. I think later on I probably was, but by then that had kind of died down. But I remember the, uh, I can't remember who ran the rat race back. It was, I can't remember who it was, but I used to follow it a little bit. But that was back when you would start at rank 17, it wasn't that star system, no rank floors. That stuff was brutal. So that was a yeah. real grind unlike today where you can get to legend 11 star bonus in like a few hours or even less if you get a, a good lucky run. So you at one point were known for being one of the saltier content creators and this isn't throwing any shade. Um, was this intentional as like a branding decision or have you always just been like very like point blank with how you feel? I'm a sore, horrible loser and I get really pissed off when I lose. And then I say stupid things when I lose. And uh, before I could curate my thoughts a little bit better with like YouTube and stuff, all you would ever really see from me are like, oh, I'm getting pissed off on stream and not filtering myself whatsoever. That's just really, ang I none of it was staged, none of it. I, if you watch my stream, I'm still really bad, but people watch my YouTube more than they watch my stream. So, um, I like if I'm on a battle, I get so I just I don't know, I just have a horrible way of losing, and I just get blinded by temporary and like temporary anger. But the thing is, like this few seconds after, it, I always like realize and come down and be like, well, yeah, whatever. I just got on like whatever, stupid, blah blah. blah. But yeah, um. I just I'm someone who's very um, emotional and yeah, just kind of can't filter myself when I'm losing that well. And also, um, I don't know, just early on, I was a little bit angry about stuff with Blizzard and stuff behind the scenes. So I was like a little extra pissy uh, more okay. so than I have been now where I have a lot of really awesome relationships with not only the streaming community and like Twitch, but also with Blizzard and people that work there. And it makes it a lot a lot more uh, easy to be like, okay, well, just chill out a little bit here, you know? Okay, so that, this kind of leads into the the next question we have. Um, so with your change of your perspective on being able to kind of like control your emotions um, while still being critical of the game mm -hmm. um, when it deserves to have some critical uh, points taken at it, um, what has that personal journey been like for you to be able to... Go, basically go from one one end of the spectrum to kind of the other end oh just i'm glad i've been able to grow as a more of as um you know as an individual and a person by you know 
hearing criticisms or having people give me feedback like you know this is a bit too much or you know maybe approach things this way and talk to the people that are being directly affected by your comments and how it can impact them in particular like you know people hear what i say and then they echo it and might not or echo it in a bad way that they don't even understand what they're doing and um and also just humanizing the other side of it like everyone's human everyone's imperfect everyone makes mistakes and um you know it's fine to point it out and stuff but like to to make it like personal or to just you know try and get like i don't know clout or likes by just you know being over the top like because i used to make more of like jokes where i'd be a little bit more condescending and insulting like i don't i never do that whatsoever anymore um when i have a critique or a joke or something i make it very tongue-in-cheek or like it's just a silly meme or and it's like not meant to be taken seriously and i feel like i've accomplished at least on twitter and um i don't know I've, i'm glad that i've been able to grow and i still need to like i'm i'm someone that is always open to hear other sides of things always open to criticism and always open to improve because nobody's perfect i'm not even close to that and i'm more than happy to try and always improve like i'm still i'm in like that hearthstone creator discord and sometimes hat will like message me on certain things like you you sure you want to like word something this way or ask something this way and we'll like go back and forth talking about like the best way to approach things and i still like and i'm always open I'm like always message me you have anything you think i should talk about or work on let me know and then i will always consider it and i do my best to do that so i'll be honest for a long time i had you blocked on twitter mm -hmm. because i didn't like the content and then I always said, like, Zeddy's really smart. He's really good at the game. He has good thoughts. He's just toxic on some levels. And at least in my opinion, that was my kind of assessment. And then I was like, I really wish you'd take a different approach. And then I saw, started seeing this. I would see, like, people retweeting some of the things that you were saying and all that. I'm like, wow, like, Zeddy seems different. And I'm like, we asked, like, when you ask for somebody to change or, or you wish somebody that's changed, and you start to see it, you have to acknowledge that because I don't think a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. And I think that everything you've been doing since you started and over the last couple of years has been phenomenal. I, I, I love that I've seen that growth from you and I love that you've said, okay, well, you know, I'm still salty. Yeah, sure. I still have my feelings in the game. I still get emotional in the moment when I'm on my stream and all that, but I'm going to take a different approach to it and I'm going to find a better avenue for it. And I, I have been very impressed by that. So um, thank you. I think it's been amazing and to watch. It's funny. Sometimes I go back and look at my old tweets and I'm like, it wasn't that bad. And then I read, I'm like, oh God, that was toxic. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I'm like being a, just a prick. So like, I've, yeah, I definitely feel like I've, uh, again, I take all feedback to heart and I'm not um, someone that ever pretends that they're perfect or can't improve. I'm always trying to improve. And that's what I'm going to continue to do because otherwise, you know, what are you doing? Like nobody, everybody can always improve. And, um, especially like this whole avenue being like a, a public face or like um, content creator is totally different than just being some jackass anonymous on Twitter, right? Like where you just say whatever the hell you want because you're just, you know, hiding behind. Uh, nobody knows who you are, but when you're uh, like a public figure or whatever, yeah, you need to put a little bit more uh, thought and care into stuff. And I keep working at that and keep trying to improve and hopefully I keep doing that. And you deserve the acknowledgement for that. And if, if I can quote a, um, a, a very famous philosopher, Rocky Balboa, if I can mm -hmm. change and <laughs> you can change, then we all can change.
no, but it's been it's been it's been amazing to watch the journey and uh, seeing you hop on Coin Concede and and just watching your things. It's been great. So I am I am I am I I just can't say enough that I I love the way you've uh, been improving things. But anyway, Doc, go ahead. Yeah. Um. So you have a interesting relationship with Cora. Uh. Do you want to get into that a little bit? I don't really think there's much to it. Um, when she got hired, I remember, I think within one day, I was happy with like how the meadows evolving. I'm like, Cora's been there for like one day and everything's great. And I remember she retweeted <laughs> that and followed me, I think around then. And no, I've literally I've never had, I've always had a good uh, relationship with her from what I've seen um, or experienced. I've talked to her behind the scenes here and there. She came on to our, Zeddy's year-end award show this year to accept her award for uh, on behalf of uh, Castle Nathra winning best expansion of the year and um, she's had like trolls and stuff come after her and try and like kind of get me involved to like I don't know like tell them not like I remember there was one time she uh, she added me say, and added me with like this email she got from just a complete piece of crap uh, giving her crap saying I'm sorry Zeddy I, or whatever and it didn't even really acknowledged me but i guess she just assumed it was from one of my followers or something and i'm like uh, i made sure to like quote it and be like don't do this stuff to Cor I, even if it wasn't from my person that felt me, i don't care i'm just always gonna back her up because yeah I, she's she's an awesome person um everything i've seen that she's done to work with the team has always been top notch her first expansion she was the set lead for is one of my favorites um she's well, a good person and and her uh, her fan like her interactions with her dad are hilarious he, he talks to me all the time on twitter <laughs> yeah. too and um i mean he just quote tweeted me just like two days ago where i went after i uh kind of went after a certain at least one content creator that keeps posting how their card design ideas are better and all this stuff and i'm like just stop with this crap you have no idea what you're talking about plus your ideas suck and i've just made a quote tweet or just saying a tweet <laughs> of like i'm glad we have who we have working because you know these custom card people uh, or at least content creators, you know, they, they may think it looks easy, but it really isn't. And um, yeah, I remember he quote tweeted that saying, you know, they, these people have no idea how hard they have to work. And like, you know, it, it's got to be really hard to make three expansions plus three mini sets a year and try not have it be a completely brun broken, complete disaster and also have it be fun. Like that's got to be it's basically impossible task they try and do. So I, I, you know, I respect it and I feel like there's a lot, I feel like for me, Stormwind, I, I bring that up all the time was kind of a, a big setback for the game, but I feel like ever since then, they've really kind of honed in on not making those mistakes again. And I've been really enjoying at least overall the direction of the game, if, even if it has some, you know, flaw, everything always has flaws, but I've been enjoying it a lot more, especially this last like year or so. So always shout out the team and, and yeah, Cora doing a, I think she does a great job. Well, the reason why I added the question to the interview is because it seemed like there was some kind of correlation between, like, you would, at the time, again, we talked you were a little toxic at times, and you would maybe put something out there, and she would respond in kind, be like, no, no, like, let's think about this, like, in a way that was more engaging and kind of seemed like she was engaging with you more as a person that was frustrated versus shutting you down. I do remember there was one incident where I said some words about a caster or something and she was like the she came in saying like trying to be like the middle person on it and stuff 
that might have been maybe the incident i don't know um that whole thing though was i i know i've been toxic in the past but i i still don't really back down from what happened on that that incident i'm not gonna get into it but um yeah she even there like she's always even when like people are coming after me she's even still kind of always had my back and same with like celeste alone and i kind of went uh back and forth at one point he blocked me like multiple times she was always there kind of like not really taking sides but trying to communicate both sides at the same time if that makes sense and she's always yeah. still had my back on that stuff and i remember there was one time uh exar um who at the time was like the hearthstone lead kind of made fun of me passive aggressively through uh somebody who was making fun of me on twitter and i saw that and i got really upset and made a pretty nasty tweet and then she replied to it like uh she dm me saying he was stupid for doing that but i know you what you just said you didn't mean it and then i like removed that tweet apologized for it and just moved on so there were like kind of incidents like that but those are all like like two or three years ago or so and it just seems so stupid <laughs> looking back now but yeah the the one the one uh with the caster i'm just if you know the details it's just it's and it's still in that guy's mind still going on so it's kind of interesting but i don't really want to I mean, if no. you want to talk no, about no, it, no, can, no, 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 that's good. That's good. No, yeah, it's, it's yeah, all good. Yeah. So anyways, I'm just very happy to be on uh, good terms. It feels like pretty much everybody, at least on that, the Blizzard side, even even though I've been blocked by Celestalon twice, I've been unblocked twice, which is even more important. And uh, <laughs> yeah. he's more than happy to like answer questions and stuff when I ask them. So it's been really nice. Yeah. So speaking of being on uh, good terms with people over at Blizzard, you got a card reveal this year for the, this expansion. Who uh, would have ever guessed how that? How was that journey for you? Um, surreal. Like, I never would have ever got, like, I got asked, like, a couple months, like, before, um, I think it was for Festival Legends. Someone's asked, oh, do you think you'll get a card? I'm like, I will never, and I promise you this, I will never get a card reveal ever. And I don't, like, I, I've, burned too many bridges i've pissed too many people off over the years i'm never gonna get one it's fine i just hope people that i really want to get one get one like i really wanted hobbs to get one and when he got one i was so happy and like i'm more worried about that i don't need it it's literally just recognition if you even look at like card reveal videos on hearthstone they pretty much always do worse than your regular videos they don't like give you this magical growth it's just more of like a nice you know thank you from the team to give you that recognition then i got one for the mini set and it's like what okay and then they leaked it <laughs> they leaked the one card <laughs> that was hilarious i thought i screwed up because i woke up kind of half confused and i saw my card on twitter <laughs> losing my <laughs> mind what the hell just happened and then it disappeared i'm like what did i do and then yeah no it's, it's all right and uh, no it was really cool and i actually had a duels reveal the year before um because atish is a big fan of well, he's the lead duels lead at the time, and he was always a big fan of mine. And st um, we talked a lot, and he's like, I guess he fought for me to get that reveal, so that was really cool. Um, and Alkali helped get that one, and that was really awesome. And the fact to have a, I could say I got a card reveal now, and I've been fear crafting and giveaway codes and all this. Like, who would have guessed this like two years ago? It's pretty insane. The guy who's uh, trying to destroy Blizzard apparently because I was mad about the battle pass is <laughs> uh, pretty crazy. So. No, it's surreal. I'm honored by it, and just yeah, I can't believe I had one. It's just crazy. And if anybody's confused, we're talking about funnel cake. I believe that also. Oh um, yeah. 
was revealed accidentally when they first announced the, the day before they announced the mini set. I believe they accidentally <laughs> yep. tweeted and had it, and, and I believe you worked that into your reveal, saying, "Well, you know." Mm-hmm. So that was very well done. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when uh, DK came out, uh, it seems like it very quickly became your favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. What about DK made it appeal to you? I could play Control again. That was nice. <laughs> Blood <laughs> DK was, I mean, it's not as great these days, but I don't know. I just really like the, I just thought it was such a cool design class. The um, the rune system, although it's starting to kind of be frustrating, the rune system. Um, but at the time, like just um, being able to build like basically three classes within one. I really like the corpse mechanic. Um, just healing for a lot always feels satisfying to me in Hearthstone. I love lifesteal. So like blood boils just felt so good to like clear a board and heal to full and I don't know, it's really cool cards and also I just love to grind for like new achievements and like oh a thousand wins that's an achievement well I know what I'm doing for the next month because I did it in less than a month and um nice. yeah I just I like I still really do enjoy the class I think like for me I can't stand demon hunter I still can't stand it over after three years but death knight <laughs> I've loved from day one and I just really always get excited to see what they're going to add to it. And, uh, I just wish there'd be more, uh, I don't know. The, the rune system's just kind of weird, but at least for the start, it's really cool so far. I enjoy the juxtaposition of what you said earlier that basically you were talking about how you would get tilted kind of, you know, and get salty about things yet you play blood DK, which tilts me to no end. (laughs) Well, nobody, you don't like facing it if they're clearing your board every turn and healing infinitely, but it's kind of fun to do that when you're on the other side of it, right? But I also played a lot, like, I played all, I played Blood, I played Blood and Frost the most, I didn't play a lot of Unholy, um, but I like those two the most. But yeah, I know a lot of people really, really do not like facing Blood DK, I see my comments every day, but I feel like that goes for any control deck. Same goes for Priest, when Control Warrior is top tier, like boom people couldn't st- like people just don't like having their stuff removed and not being able to kill people it's just frustrating and uh those classes when they're third they're top they're really good at doing that for me it's the critical mass it's not any one thing that the blood death knight does it's the blood boil plus the the is it wrath weaver and plus the you know the patchwork it's like a critical mass of everything because the worst thing is that eight mana twisting nether that clears your board with a 5-5 body, and oh, by the way, I just gained a bunch of corpses. What the heck? You, like... Let's wait for the 9-mana Warlock Titan that clears your board and then summons uh, infinite imps for the rest of the game with taunt. That'll be a... <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna be we're gonna be in a dirty rat matter now that people are just gonna pull yeah. that out because if there's no battle cry, there's no twisting nether portal, and then who cares? Mm-hmm. So I think that's yeah. gonna be very frustrating for Warlock players, but we'll see. Anyway, Doc, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're good. Uh, so, Zeddy, what is a, a little fact that some people would find surprising about you? Um, that I, well, I'm Canadian, so is playing hockey that surprising? Um, that I own a, basically that I'm like kind of a film junkie, or at least I used to be. I don't have as much time for it as I used to, but I, um, I have a film collection around like 1500. Oh, wow. Spanning from, there's a film I own from every year from about 1921 to like current year and that's really cool and that spans from like tons of different countries too like japanese film is probably my favorite but uh Mm -hmm. japanese korean swedish um got italian english 
um, of course, American and a lot of South uh, South American films as well. Just super into like um, movies, particular like more of the serious type dramas and classics. And yeah. that's probably the. Th but now with all this stuff, I just rarely find time to watch movies these days. I like half the movies in my collection. I still didn't watch, but they're there at least one day. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of movies to have. Mm -hmm. uh, so sub question for you about uh, movie collecting. Uh, do you have any criterions? Um, or do you know what the criterion collection is? I'm just looking at how many I have. Uh, I have, okay. I think I have like <laughs> probably around a hundred or so. And I have some eclipse series. I don't know if they still make eclipse series, but, uh, they were like, they're little, they're like, they didn't want to get a full criterion, um, release. So they put it in these little mini things. So I have like a Kurosawa, uh, I think an Ozu one, but yeah, I have nice. I, the Criterion's are so expensive, but they always yes, they felt are. super worth it. Like I bought Seven Samurai yeah. twice on Criterion because oh heck yeah, because they upgraded. I'm like I have to get that again. It's so good. And then I saw saw Seven Samurai in a theater for the first time. That was amazing. So yeah, I uh, I haven't bought any recently in quite a while. I think the last one I have is the Human Condition trilogy, and that one's that came out quite a while ago now. So spy number like 400 or 300 something oh wow yeah uh my first and only criterion so far was um uncut gems Un which was also the first blu-ray uh first release for criteria is that adam sandler's thing yes yeah, yeah it's adam sandler's very serious role which <laughs> i am so incredibly upset he didn't uh didn't get best actor for that because Man, if you like Adam Sandler movies and want to see a guy be funny, Uncut Gems is not that movie, but it is an incredible movie. <laughs> they don't seem to like giving uh, comedians. Uh, I mean, they didn't even nominate Jim Carrey, and he had yeah. like anyone Golden Globes Best Actor for two of those films. I think it was uh, Eternal Sunshine, Truman Show. They didn't even nominate him. It's ridiculous. So yeah, yeah it doesn't surprise me that. Uh, he was probably snubbed for whatever. Uh, I don't know who has been nominated that year, but yeah, they. I I don't really value Oscars much at all. Like I just yeah, they've... when when they gave Crash Best Picture, I'm still can't believe that. <laughs> uh, that's a film I just thought was super overrated. But yeah, the does not surprise me whatsoever. I'm familiar with Uncut Gems and the other movies you're talking about, but the first half of that, I felt like Storm Rage when everyone else was talking about Destiny. Because I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Criterion Collection, by the way, is like a super high-end like uh, DVD slash Blu-ray production company that puts out like art house old, typically foreign films and do perfect, like as good restorations as you can, mm -hmm. plus incredible commentaries, special features, and they charge like 50 to to $100 for each. Like they're very expensive, but... Yeah, always feel and worth they it. They come with cool stuff yeah. most of the time too. And the art, the artwork on the DVD covers are phenomenal. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, after the after this episode, make sure you get with Doc. He can he can tell you some of the movies that his brother has worked on that have been nominated for uh, different kinds of awards because his brother is in the filmmaking arena. Cool. Yeah, and his next movie he for sure is working on is uh, in March, but I don't think I'm allowed to say what it is because I don't think I'm allowed to know what it is. <laughs> it's the Human Centipede Four. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's it. That's it. The, the fi- uh, finally so, the long awaited sequel to the room. That's what we need. <laughs> oh my. Okay, okay. Total aside. Do you guys remember there was a show? It was I don't. It was it was something called the Room or something like that. But it was this weird sci-fi show that was like a mini series. They had like six episodes. Um, where one of the guys from Warehouse Thirteen was in it, I believe. And it was like there were all these artifacts from this hotel room that that got distributed. They all had different powers and all that. It was a really weird. It was, it was like Room Thirteen or something like that, or Room Sixty something or. It was a really weird sci-fi show, but I remember I used to love it, and and I don't remember what happened to it. It wasn't very popular, but I really not popular enough for me to know. At least <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, so okay, one one final tangent about movie adjacent stuff. Uh, one of my friends, his uh, his parents are actually friends with Johnny Wiseau, and like he's like met Johnny Wiseau several times uh, throughout his childhood into his adulthood. And Johnny's remembered his name every single time. Uh, and he's just, he is the way he is on screen in real life, uh, according to my friend and his parents. I think he has to be to make a film like that. I, I, I don't think it's <laughs> yeah. possible to fake that. It's just, that's no. who that dude is, straight yeah. up. That's what makes it so amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, honestly, doing what he did to make that movie is an incredible feat in and of itself. Because mm-hmm. um, making a movie on any scales ridiculously hard but anyway (laughs) we have our very first listener submitted question by direst bear so direst bear wants to know zeddy what has been the key to your success as a content creator uh just consistency like you have like you gotta put in it's all about like the time putting in the time like for me on youtube i upload every single day i haven't missed a day in like uh almost two plus years i took a couple days off because i had some pretty personal things going on other than that um just being consistent and also just reacting to what people are saying like if something's not working you're probably being told somehow by like if you have any comments or stuff or whatever how to keep improving and also just paying attention to like trends and what other people may be not doing and I'm just finding who you are. Like, I find a lot of people when they go into content creation, like, oh, maybe I can like be like this guy and emulate this guy or do this and that. You got to be yourself, find your own identity, be consistent and just keep trying to improve. Because when you start, you're going to suck. Particular when you start, you like, I thought I was doing great when I started. And now I've watched some of my old stuff. I'm like, God, it was terrible. So just always work on improving, be consistent. And, um, it takes a long time to, to like, to build something up. Like I, and also I just think being a content creator is the first thing you need to be doing is doing it because it's fun and something you want to do and not because you want to make it a job or something, just do it because it's like your hobby or passion. And if it turns into something that's great, but, um, I just recommend just doing it because you want to do it and be consistent. And, you know, if if you're just a sporadic uploader and people can't reliably follow you, it's not going to be the best uh, for your success as a content creator, at least for the most part, unless you're like one of those guys that put out like the most insane high quality videos ever. And they only put out like one or two or three a year. And it's like, well, I'm going to watch it. Cause it's that crazy. Me, I'm just rambling about cards. So can't really do that <laughs> so much. It's always changing, but yeah, that's probably what I would say. All right. The show I was talking about was called the lost room. I put a link in there, but that way the audience, ah. the, uh, it's, it was a, just a little <laughs> mini series, but doc, Hmm. How about we talk about the new expansion for a little while? 
Yeah, sounds good to me. Now, most if you're listening to us, we're probably not the first podcast you listen to. So there are other podcasts like Coin Can See that are going to break down most of the cards or most of the things and give you the the meat of what's going on. We don't need to do that. That's not what we're here for. But, but it's definitely worth getting into a little bit. So um, go ahead, Doc. What do you? Why don't we start with this? Yeah. So one Titans. Um, but uh, what decks are we planning on playing day one and what cards or packages are we most excited about? Uh, so for me, uh, I, I really want to try to play the armor attack warrior because warrior has just been in such a funky spot for so long. Um, which just feels weird because at least in my memory, I feel like warrior has always been, somewhat like decently relevant for like the majority of hearthstone and then it kind of feels like it tapered off recently uh with having like maybe a deck or maybe two to be like tier two uh but this new armor attack warrior with their titan uh just is hitting hitting all the right buttons for me uh so that's the thing i'm the most excited about zeddy how about yourself um i'm definitely definitely interested in that because it's like an actual win condition for like if you want to play more controlling warrior which has been lacking for a very long time um it's like one of the only ways i feel like they can they like unless warrior just gets infinite value like every other class like priest and mage and all these other classes that just never run out of cards they gotta have a way to win so turning your armor into smarking is kind of pretty cool and i'm definitely interested in trying it out um Sargeras and Warlock just looks really cool and like just I'm much more of a late game player so like summoning giant minions like it kind of reminds me of Handlock you got like Forge of Wills this new location that lets you like copy a minion and just you get the giant with rush with it that could be really interesting and I guess the other thing I'm most intrigued by I'm mage is my most played class and looking at this whole like spell school mage really kind of interests me where you try and like just generate all these different spell schools and you either like kill your opponent with like little mini Malagos, which is probably my Malagos is probably my favorite card ever. Or you like just summon a giant board of these elementals. Just looks really, really cool and interesting and might just slot into like that skeleton mage style thing where you're just playing that package and pretty excited for that. And I guess just playing the Druid uh, Titan, refreshing my mana and drawing my deck also kind of I've druid and mage have like about nine thousand wins with each so i look at those classes and if they have cool cards i kind of get excited and the uh, druid titan looks pretty cool too so i just want to play the big titans they look ridiculous now now the druid titan already tilts me i'm already tilted by it. <laughs> i am already i am already gonna be so annoyed losing to that deck i can tell you like it, it, it's it's just like playing when they had, they had the anubrakan because it wasn't the anubrakan it was the anubrakan plus the all the extra things plus oh by the way here's an astalar here's a brand here's an astalar it's like come on really so i can already feel like i'm gonna be tilted <laughs> no you can do with enr is you can play enr and then you can uh, refresh your mana crystals and you play the uh copy artist make a copy immediately and then you can re uh, draw your whole deck if you want or you can uh, restore your health entirely right away because you make a copy you can play that ability right away so that'll be fun copy artist <laughs> is my my pick for the first emergency nerf yeah that card's gonna be pretty good with titans which is weird because it's been like the most like innocuous card up until now like i i don't think mm -hmm. i've ever seen it played but 
everyone's going to have it day one. Yeah, I think so. um, I am looking forward to probably playing Demon Hunter because it looks really strong. It looks like it's going to be really powerful. And speaking of broken, I think it's going to be one of those ones on the the initial uh, we need to do something about deck. So I want to try to get Legend early this month coming up in (laughs) August. And I think Demon Hunter is my ticket to it. So I'm probably going to Really, and I'm I'm getting close to a thousand wins with Demon Hunter, so uh, that's going to be best, my ticket there. I think be- best portrait in the game is one thousand win Demon Hunter. Still, in my opinion, so good. You get the uh, demonic Illidan, unbelievable. I might not like the cloths that much, but I love that portrait. I am my scars. Fair. So, <laughs> Zeddy, what do you think is the class that got the biggest shaft in the expansion? Priest. Priest got pretty much nothing. Other uh, than the Titans, are incredible they're getting, and they're getting a, like a Shadow Visions for minions. That's great, but ever they have this weird like generate minions that didn't start in your deck thing, and a legendary that's really slow to bring them back, and like this weird Pogo Hopper. Ma- like I don't think any of the the packages they got work. It's just gonna be Control Priest with the Titan and drawing an extra copy of a really good minion, which is incredible, and. Maybe Shadow Priest still, but Shadow Priest got nothing either. So, I don't know. Priest got very little, and Rogue, I feel like, is stuck in a perpetual state of, um, is this going to break with Shadow Step? Well, probably, so we got to make a bunch of other stuff, and now we got Mech Rogue, which just doesn't really feel like a Rogue deck. Yeah. Um, the Rogue stuff seems... It might be okay, because the Legendary is, like, insane. The uh, Mimiron card looks incredible, but I don't know. Rogue and Priest are kind of standouts for me. Of I think a lot of classes got a lot of stuff, but yeah, I, I don't know about those two. I agree with you on both of those. And the the problem with the Mech Rogue is I think it's going to be good. I think it's actually going to be better than people think it is by looking at what, what the Spark Barts can do and some of the, the power mm-hmm. that's there. It's just it doesn't build a cohesive set with, at least obviously it doesn't build a cohesive set with the other cards that have been um, presented to us in last expansion and even uh, the previous year. And outside of Miracle Rogue, I know people get worried and it doesn't feel as roguey. So even if the cards are good, people are going to be less interested to play it because it doesn't do what Rogue really wants to do or the players that play Rogue really want to do with Rogue. And the mm-hmm. other the other problem is a lot of times... Even like I, I enjoy mech decks, like and I enjoy tribal decks, but a lot of times those decks tend to peak early and then fade and people lose interest in them because they want to do other things and playing the tribal decks are very linear, usually are very mm-hmm. standard. So I, I think it's actually good I think Rogue's actually stronger than people are giving it credit for, but I can definitely see that it's also at the same time disappointing people that really are drawn to the class. Oh, yeah. Speaking of mechs, I expect Mech Paladin to be really strong. They they got some really good, st- and there's already a lot of existing stuff that, um, if you play Wild, you know how good Mech Paladin can be. And now, oh, they got they got kind of a Mech Warper now. They might actually be good in standard too. And don't sleep on Mech Mage because now you got uh, mm-hmm. Shark with a thing that every time you hit a minion for whatever it freezes with Magnetize. Yeah, chugga so. chugga. Chugga 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 Shark Shark. I was actually talking. <laughs> I was talking with 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 Theo today. Is like, why didn't they just put Snow Chugger in the core set and buff it with Magnetic instead of making this new card? It's like <laughs> it's only one word different. It's kind of funny. How about you, Doc? Do you have any thoughts on classes that got a shaft? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, I gotta say priest as well. Um, but that doesn't make me sad at all. Cause priest <laughs> has been historically like one of the most tilting classes for me. Um, I think the only two priest decks I've ever like actually liked playing, um, was like OG dragon priest and OG big priest back when those were both in standard. Um, but priest has just always been one of the biggest tilters for whenever it's beaten me. Even like if it, if it was a control V control matchup, it's just, I don't know, just something about priest just makes me so tilted whenever I have to lose against them. Um, which means I probably need to play better in the matchups, but, uh, no, it just means you're, you're, hu- you're human and priest pisses almost all of us off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what do we think? Zeddy, what do you think is going to be the tyrant of the meta coming into the next expansion? I I think Demon Hunter just looks broken. Like it's already really strong with the relics and that like the two legendaries they got are just outright like absurd. And um they already just have a ton of tools that Demon Hunter looks just terrifying. And um I think Hunter is going to kill a lot of people really quickly. They got a lot of cheap burst and uh like their Titan like gives you 15 damage right out the gate. They have a weapon they can cheat out. I actually think um, always a bigger Jormunger is a card to look at that might actually just be disgusting with where you give that excess damage dealt um, attacks hit the enemy hero could be really good. So like Hunter, I could see being that good Smork deck to try and keep some of this greed because there's a lot of greed uh, in this expansion and Demon Hunter just looks like... I, I can't believe Jotun's a real card. I, I-, I got to see if I'm overrating it i'm really curious but that card play that on five i don't know if you don't die in a turn or two i don't know how you're losing with all that extra value and it can't even backfire you get a copy and it's targeted it's just crazy to me so demon hunter really stands out to me and i'm ready to rage (laughs) and and i i agree with you on that i think that demon hunter is going to be broken i already said that um Mm -hmm. i'm already trying to figure out what the nerf to hunter is going to be because uh, I don't know if we've had this confirmed yet. We'll find this out in the theory crafting stream over the next couple days. But when you do, when you always a bigger uh, Jägermeister, a, uh, a hollow hound, and that hollow mm-hmm. hound does the, not only does it do extra damage to all the minions, it then goes face. And that damage to the face, I believe, will also be lifesteal. So mm-hmm. that becomes Reno plus. That, that... Yeah. That's been confirmed on Twitter. It does work that way. So, yeah. so I'm sure that they're going to want to nerf Hollowhound before they nerf Jägermeister or whatever you call it. Uh, I don't even know how to say it. But uh, because they're going to want to keep the newer cards interesting if they can. But Hollowhound, Hollowhound's days of being a meta tyrant are are probably short. It's still going to be a good card, but. They're going to probably, what, break it? I wouldn't be surprised if they increase the mana cost by one and the damage down by one at the same time. It is a, it is that good. I'd be sad because I, I think it's kind of a cool card that's really opened up a deck building for Hunter that it's not really had since, like, Rexar was a staple because you actually have reliable healing. Um, and Blood DK is already not that great, but I don't know. We'll see. It's definitely up there of a... And it, probably provides just a little too much healing for what it does because like it's basically a reno when you play it almost always so uh i could see like 
for Demon Hunter as well, like Unleash Fell is a card that I still can't believe is in its current state where it does a similar thing where on six you can combo it and clear the board and fully heal that that can be pretty frustrating too so i could see stuff like that emerging i agree they should revert it to five mana like for the blood the the for the whatever it's called the mechanic the uh mana thirst mana thirst yeah it was much mm-hmm. better at five um so before we get into the next question and actually we gotta get doc's question on the meta tyrant too but what are your thoughts on um, the Demon Hunter? Uh, how, how how good do you think? Excuse me, Death Knight. I always say Demon Hunter and Death Knight. I, it's, it's. I still do it too. Right. I think I think everyone does, or almost everyone does. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on um, Death Knight in this expansion? Are you happy with it? Because you're you're pretty much. Do you are you confirmed the winningest? Uh, Death oh, Knight I'm player? not even. There's someone in my ch- uh, chat said they had like four thousand wins with it. They play like an ungodly amount of unholy. I only have like. I slowed down after I got the thousand. I'm at like eighteen hundred. Um, still a lot, but no, I'm not even. There's no way I'm even close now. Um, the Death Knight stuff is kind of frustrating because like it's one weird jank mechanic of plagues, and like some of it's double unholy, some of it's not. But you basically have to go double unholy. But you really need some of these other cards that have a single frost rune. So if you want to play this new archetype, you really have to go double unholy and frost which isn't a thing, but maybe it will be a thing, but I can't play my triple unholy or blood cards. It's just, I don't know. It's, it seems like it's really, um, they haven't been able to find a way to make anything other than triple rune decks work. And I'm curious to see if they're going to find a way. Cause right now it just feels like we're still, if you play death Knight, you're still just playing the same stuff from March, the Lich King, which is like half a year now. Like the class isn't evolving like almost at all. Um, the new the new Titan's incredible. It, I think it's really good in Blood and Unholy. I think you're going to play that. But it just feels like you're slotting one or two new cards a set, maybe, into these pre-existing things. Because those rune requirements, which were great at the beginning, it just feels like it really pigeonholes you when you can only make 10 cards for a class. So, like, for this stuff to work, it has to spawn a whole different rune requirement. Or the old deck just adds, like, one card to it. So neither of those things particularly excite me you know and yeah i understand i think we need to be a little patient with the class because coming Mm -hmm. into this meta the four set meta they had like the most advantage because they still had the uh the path of arthas stuff that that kept them above everybody else and it was eventually they've nerfed it and nerfed it and they've kind of brought it back into balance or maybe below balance or or playable but tough so I think mm-hmm. that they will find their rhythm of the class kind of like they have with Demon Hunter because Demon Hunter, whether you like it or don't like it, has probably some of the most diverse plays right now because you can play Relic DH, you can play Outcast DH, you can play um, Big DH, you can play... There's there's a bunch of different archetypes playing a four-set meta, which is rare. And um, I think that Death Knight will get there. And I think that we just need to kind of let them find a way to even things out. And I'm sure that over the next couple expansions into the next year, they're going to find a way to give us both triple rune decks and hybrid decks. But mm-hmm. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's kind of my feeling is that they're still trying to feel their way through it. No, yeah, no, that's just the way I see it. It's just kind of curious to watch it develop and we'll see how it plays out. I haven't played the cards yet. Maybe it'll work out great. And maybe we'll get that double unholy frost and then we have a whole different thing to try out. That'd be great. And just, it's just kind of on paper. It's like, Oh, I, I don't get to add anything to like what we're already doing. And we'll have to see how it plays out, I guess, except for the Titan, the Titan just 
does look incredible and i'm looking forward to playing uh the primus and i'm looking at the unholy at the uh plague and my initial result was this is going to be one of those things like that tilts you again not you like the general you um Mm -hmm. because it just seems like it's going to get very frustrating when uh you just lose to those plagues but anyway sorry for the tangent doc who do you think is going to be the meta tyrant um so i'm just not gonna say demon hunter but i really think that like the big well i'll say demon hunter in this sense i think the big three are gonna be demon hunter druid and warrior um i mean might be a little bit wishful thinking but uh i would love for warrior to just come back with an absolute vengeance and just laying the smack down with gaining a bunch of armor and just dealing a bunch of damage um i think that'd be fun and druid still good and will only get better with A&R being added to their card pool. So those are my two picks for the meta tyrants. So that actually is a good question. Um, so we think A&R will be good. We think Sagaris will be good. We think the uh, Primus will be good. Uh, the uh, rogue mech guy will be pretty good. How many of these Titans do we think will actually see regular play? Because a lot of them have a powerful effect on the first cast, which is probably the only time you're going to actually get to use the, t- the Titans most of the time because the priority will be to remove those before they can do any more damage. But out of le- out of the 11, how many of them do you think are actually going to see regular play in decks that aren't necessarily meme decks? Seti, what do you think? Um, Maybe 11? I think... <laughs> I, I, like, it reminds me of the Colossals. They all saw play. Even Kolak has seen yeah. play at times. It just reminds me of that. Mage stands out as one that might be a little bit more awkward, but you can reverberations or, and stuff and copy it. So there's potential there. Paladin one, like, I I don't see a bad... Even, like, the Voltron one, I'm pretty low on. I still think it can see play. Um, the Shaman one seems insane to me. Warlock seems great. Even the Warrior one, which I think is just a good tool for, like, a control deck to try and stabilize and just fight for board, give you health. You can even play it after your Titan gain extra attack with one of the abilities. Um, I, I think they could all see realistic play, but I guess if I was to be like a bit more realistic, I'd say probably like eight or nine. Like I think the vast majority of them will see play. There, and I'm kind of disappointed that there wasn't a 20 health minion for Shaman to directly contest because I thought that's <laughs> what was going to happen. Is like, why is it 20? Mm. I was expecting something 20 health that was going to be a... Uh, this is why we put that in there. But, Doc, how about you? How many Titans do you think are going to see play? Uh, Yeah, I mean, most of them seem like they're going to be playable for, like, their archetype. Uh, but, yeah, like like Zeddy said, like, about about eight of them because they're all, they're all pretty strong and everyone likes playing with new toys. And when new toys do big, scary things, they get played with for a long time. So... Uh, I would say at least eight of them, but I wouldn't be surprised if all of them see somewhat regular play in like uh, at least a t- like a mid tier two deck. Okay, fair. I I personally think that people are going to overplay the Titans at first because they look so powerful, and I think it's going to get to a point where we're going to be seeing people play Titans, and we're going to be listening to Zacho say, "Why are you still playing this Titan? It's never good. It's fun. It's going to be like I think some of them are going to be ticketous where." Uh, that they seem like they're good. You play them because when you win, it feels really good. You get that dopamine hit. But the the statistics are going to say, no, you're better off playing something besides that. So we'll see. 
Um, but I, I, they all look fun. They all look interesting. I like what they've done with the mechanic. Um, if you'd like to hear a little bit more about why uh, how, why they did the mechanics, uh, make sure you listen to Doctor 3 this week because they did an interview with Cora and Celestalon at the same time where they talked about the development of that. So that's please 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 give our, our, our friends over at Doctor 3 a listen. But uh, Zeddy, sleeper pick. What's a card we're sleeping on right now? What card is going to be so good that no one's really paying attention to? And that's uh, that's a tough one. I, I'll just, I just did a full review today too with uh, with uh, Theo, and I just I'm just looking through. Um, maybe the Lab Constructor. It's a card for Rogue, uh, the Mech one that at the end of your turn summon a copy of this where. That can snowball so ridiculously out of control. It reminds me of, well, it's very similar to like Malignant Horror in, in um, Demon, now I want to say Demon or Death Knight. God, see, I always do that too. <laughs> but it's, it's you can give it magnetic, you can buff it up, and like if you don't kill both of them right away, you're, the game is just going to end because you're just going to have infinite stats. And uh, there's ways of even hand buffing now in Rogue with like the tutor spell for it. Um, I don't know, cards like that, they don't look great because it's just, oh, four mana, three, two. That's not great. But the end of your turn, summon a copy of this, and there's things you can do with that. Give it stealth with, like, parts of that, um, the uh, legendary give. That can be really nasty really fast. So maybe that's one that, especially with the, the rogue players crapping so much on the set, that they're not, you know, hyping up at all, right? So maybe it's the lab constructor. Doc, what do you think? Um, I'm still, I forget the name, but it's this basically scry your opponent's deck and you can put it at the bottom. I think that's better than what, pe better than what people think it is. I don't think it's going to be like a, like a meta breaker card or anything, but I think it's going to be better than people's initial assessments. Algalon the Observer, I believe it's called. That is correct. And it, it's one of the diamond ones. The diamonds look really mm -hmm. good. It's Algalon and it's Eonar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we can we also talk about how good just all the signature cards look this expansion? Yes. Yeah. Like they're all just absolute bangers. Like ten out of ten, every single one. Compared to March of Lich King, we've uh, come a long way. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I I literally would take every one of those when you'd auto build your deck. You'd always put the signature in. I would take it out. I would throw it out of the deck. I'd never use them. And now it's like I want all of them. <laughs> See, I wasn't as so. down on the the Wrath of Lich Kings. I kind of liked the style of it, given the format. And the only one I was upset about was um, Invincible. Was it Invincible? Is that the name of the card? Mm -hmm. the, the, the immense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I disenchanted my Golden Invincible for, because I got the other one. I was kind of sad about that. But I don't know. I thought it fit the set, and I, I really enjoyed it. And I get why people didn't, but I, I thought it looked really good. But no, I agree with you, Doc. They they look Mimron. Oh my God. Like they mm -hmm. could have, they couldn't. I think that's like the best one they've done ever. That just looks amazing, and I'm looking forward to not getting any of them and wishing I had. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> um, I think that Son of Hodir is going to be a card that we really get sick of really fast because it puts four. It, it it's like boats for rogue with the with the draw three three pirates, but instead it's eight eight um giants i think we're gonna hate that real quick i think that feels like it's a a stronger card and it's a two of so i i think we're gonna really just hate that oh by the way it's my turn and oh by the way here's an eight eight that just oh here's another eight eight that just drew out of my deck 
have fun with that. Oh, and I play the rest of my turn. So I think that's going to be one of the cards. I, I haven't heard much talk about that card, and I think it's going to be pretty strong, and I think people are going to hate it. But, Doc, I don't know about you. I'm starting to get pretty hungry. Those appetizers Wait. were good. Did we skip something? We did. We skipped Zeddy, didn't we? No. No, we went. I, I went gave my pick. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, added a, I added a question mm-hmm. or a statement. I'm sorry. I, I understand, Doc. You're hungry. So sometimes when you're hungry, you forget things. That's cool. But, but how about it's time for the main course? Yeah, anything. All right. So today our main topic, um, if, if, you, if you follow Zeddy at all on Twitter, you know he has thoughts on uh, power creep. So that's our talk today. So Zeddy, what is power creep? At least in regards to Hearthstone and other TCCGs. By the way, half the time when I was writing the show notes, I wrote feature creep. And I had to correct it because I'm in software <laughs> development. So I, I was like, no, no, power creep, not feature creep. So what is power creep? And um, yeah, what, what are people, what's a good definition for that? Well, I just feel like it's when you're kind of, if you take a look at a, an old card, like just it's a one mana two, two, and then you make a new card and it's a one mana two, three, you're just making it more powerful. And the idea of power creep is as over time, um, you know, you make more cards, you want to make them more exciting and more engaging or whatever you typically start making more and more powerful cards and we've seen that throughout the history of like every game card game like ever including hearthstone so what are some good examples of power creep in hearthstone specifically um i guess you could take a look at like cards or ideas that were tried in the past that just didn't work and like okay well we like the idea but it wasn't you know good enough or strong enough so let's re-explore that and try it and we've seen that even with this set there's a a warlock spell where for one mana you can destroy your own minion and also pick a enemy minion and destroy both of them for one mana and there was a spell that came out years ago i think in frozen throne that was the same idea but three mana three times the cost and you got to pick your own minion and destroy a random minion so it was even worse but that card was terrible it saw no play So we kind of like the whole self-sacrifice thing. It works for Warlock. It's a cool idea. And there's a lot of like death rattle stuff and shenanigans like that. Let's try that again. So I feel like revisiting old ideas or like, you know, pushing the envelope a little bit more every set, I think is perfectly fine to create excitement. I think we'd all be bored if we were playing the same style of stuff, the same power level always. Um, there, There are definitely good uses of it and there's a reason it exists. Otherwise, yeah. I don't think we'd be always going down that road. That's fair. And I, but I, I know you post about it often. So mm-hmm. when do you think power creep is good? And when do you think it's not? Um, well, yeah, like I said, I think it's good when we're going through old ideas or just trying to create excitement. I feel like it's not when you're just, I, I call it the demon hunter problem where they, a lot of demon hunter cards are old cards from like wild or whatever that were already iconic, already good. And then we just kind of make it again, but better. I feel like if we're just doing the same thing again, but stronger, that can be a bit frustrating. And also just sometimes it feels like um, it's a shortcut almost for rather than creating new and different ideas of just taking an old idea and redoing it, but make it stronger. And um, that can lead to, I just feel like almost like we've seen this mechanic before it's really strong but i'm like i'm already bored of this i've already seen this i'm like i'm, I'm sick of the same thing like giving divine favor i don't use demon hunter's example but they gave demon hunter like a better divine favor i actually don't think it's gonna see play because they already have better draw but like let's just say that's good it's like 
man, I already got frustrated divine favor years ago and now we're going through that. It's almost like playing twist right now. If you weren't a, fade, a fan of that format that we just saw, it's like, I don't want to go back and see that, but more powerful because it has newer cards that we didn't have then. Um, so that can be frustrating. And also just sometimes it pigeonholes you if you're constantly, constantly making cards more powerful um, and they're like, when does it stop? When do you hit that threshold of like, the game's just getting to be too crazy. Everyone's dying too fast. We saw that in Stormwind where you were just OTKing everybody on like turn five and six for every deck. It's like, this doesn't even rem remind us of Hearthstone anymore. So um, it almost, it's like we power creep, we make the card stronger, we make the weapon stronger, the spell stronger, but we still only have 30 HP. We still only have that starting hero power. Sometimes that stuff just can't keep up and it, you, it also has that issue, so. I feel like there's a um, there's a lot of potential downside to it, but you know, overall, it's you gotta manage it. And I I comment on it a lot, but a lot of it is just me just making memes and jokes for the most part. I would say and that's fair, and and we've definitely seen some of this uh, recently. I can give a couple examples. Like we had Murabi, which would um, was a legendary hero that would um, mm -hmm. I believe freeze a card and, and give a copy of it. Now we have Cold Storage. Which does it for one mana without uh, one is mm -hmm. one man without a body, um, yep. And they take like, hey, this didn't work because Murabi never saw a play. Same thing I think yeah. we're seeing right now is um, I think it's Freya has the same effect as Elise did, or, or pretty close to it. Um, mm -hmm. And Elise saw a little play, but Freya seems it doesn't have the same mana, the same restrictions because I believe you had to have um, no duplicates, no duplicates in your deck. So um, do you think when they do something like that, it's like, hey, this card really didn't say play, but we really like the mechanic. Let's find a better oh, way yeah. to do it. And Freya is eight mana. She might arguably be a lot worse, but she can also copy minions, which can be your Titan. So that's relevant. Um, no, I'm totally like that type of stuff. And I think that was like, yeah, it was not a very used mechanic. It was very fringe. It was totally fine. Um it's just when it's like super similar, but just straight up better. It's like you start to wonder sometimes, like even the snow chugger example we had earlier for like, we have a new mech for mage, two mana, two, three mech freezes, whatever it hits, right? It's the exact same card with just magnetic on it. It's like, why not just buff snow chugger type of thing, right? If you get a power creep there. So, um, but Again, you, you want to make the game exciting and it's really hard to not without making new and more powerful stuff. I just wish they would use wild reset, like when they rotate stuff to standard to reset things a little more than they do. Because like this year, I felt the power creep hit the hardest because we had that rotation um, and like nothing changed. <laughs> like we had, because Death Knight didn't lose anything and they were just still super powerful. And like Rogue was still doing all the same miracle stuff. It was like... We just lost all these cards, but the meta felt the exact same in the new stuff, which wasn't as powerful, didn't really seem like it made a big impact because it's like they didn't power creep enough in the new set or almost it's kind of crazy that way that um, festival has felt uh, until the mini set felt like it didn't have a huge impact. The mini set did, but yeah, it's just interesting to see how it works out. Well, do you feel like the power creep is necessary to keep the game interesting? It, I mean, you. I think you have to. I think you have to to an extent. It's just where do you draw that line? And I think that's a hard one to find. And I think they're on a decent line these days with it. I think Stormwind was a little um, was the extreme <laughs> outlier of where it went crazy. Oh, yeah. The game literally changed. It was from Forged in the Barrens 
to Stormwind, you cannot like it's like a completely different game. It was insane. So um, it's interesting you say that because I always feel like Forge and the Barons, they tried to reset the power creep. It felt like they took the power of the previous year or the, the year that rotated and they tried to bring it way down so that that way they could creep up from there. Um, how important do you think that was? I mean, I know you felt that Stormwind kind of diluted that or, or mitigated that, but like, how, how important do you think it was to kind of reset the power level, and how often do you think they should do that? Um, I think it's, it is important every once in a while. I mean, they did that with Rostica. It's funny though, sets that they do that are always some of the most reviled sets because people want to do powerful stuff at the end of the day, but I feel like it's a necessary thing or else it's just always going to spiral out of control. So, um, yeah, Forge the Barons is definitely a lot, felt a lot less power level, but it was also a frustrating one when Control Priest is one of the more dominant decks that just always <laughs> seems to piss people off. Um, and it was also just like infinite, like random stuff. So I was always mad. Um, no, I think it's good. It's just like, you have to know when to time it and also like when the game needs it. And I think probably at that time it did. And then they just Stormwind just completely erased that memory and just went crazy. And then they've been kind of dialing it back since then too. I feel like, um, and even though that's not even standard, I feel like the impact is still in the game. And, uh, but then you play Twist and you're like, oh yeah, I remember this was crazy, at least with the decks that still exist there. Um, but I, I do feel like, you know, trying to reset that every once in a while is pretty important or else, again, when does it end? When does the when does the power level get too far? So you, And they also do dial it back, of course, with balance changes and stuff too, right? Like, that's always applicable where, um, you know, if you nerf a card, you sometimes outright destroy a card. Um, that can, you know, change things as well. So there's multiple ways of kind of doing it. Well, people don't like balance metas. People think they want balance metas, but they don't. Because, like, right now, we mm. probably have one of the most balance metas we've had in a while, and people are bored. And I know it's because we've had the same mm. cards for a while, but people... I know I personally, but other people get frustrated when there's no power outliers that you can play, and every deck is kind of on this on par with each other, so it's harder to climb, harder to target something and really aggressively make moves but um so if you're team five what would you think if it like i i know we've said they have a very hard job and i agree and they, they do a very good job at it but how would you suggest that they try to design new cards that don't let power creep get out of control but yet are still fun and interesting and keep the meta moving Honestly, I have no idea. It's, I'm glad I'm not a card designer. Um, I'm I'm very I'm someone who's good at pointing out like you know something's busted or something's pissing me off. But I'm not like I'm not the type of person that could ever like solve that issue. Or I don't think anybody can because if there was, it, you know, I think that people would be doing it. I just think you have to I don't know keep in perspective of like um, I don't know like I think look at times where things got out of control like demon hunter launch was one of the most broken things we've ever seen um you know what got to that point and that was just cards just being ridiculously too good for their cost and stuff and try and be like okay is it like this or that or whatever but honestly i feel like they've gotten a lot better i think the death knight um launch in particular was like a sign that like okay our demon hunter launch was not great um was not it it kind of turned off a lot of people that were excited to come back for that and instead of making everything completely broken they almost made it not good enough where death knight wasn't even that strong 
and then they buffed it up over time and then it became too good for a bit but i think that was i thought it was a really much better approach in terms of at least not souring people on it but then it also had the downside uh people weren't excited to play the new class because it wasn't super strong and you're not winning with it so you have it's such an impossible line to balance like it's so difficult and all i could do is provide my feedback on what feels bad when i play it and what i think should get addressed should this be buffed in death knight or should it be nerfed in demon hunter launch and that's the type of feedback i give and like i saw today they, they put out a, a job position for uh, the final design team i would never apply for because i don't think i'm that creative or smart a person to be able to design cards that people want to play i don't even have good ideas for that but i do know when i'm pissed off and what's frustrating me and i communicate that so i don't want to act like i'm better or have better ideas than the design team in that regard i just kind of give my feedback on like how it feels to me or how my audience is feeling because i hear every day from them as well all right so while celeste and Lon's not listening zeddy mm -hmm. doesn't want to be initial design he wants to be final design um, exactly there we go <laughs> all right so well in theory though power creep in the cards that affect standard doesn't really matter right because in general you're playing in a limited subset so even if like let's say the new snow chugger is just as good as the snow chugger from the past it doesn't matter because you don't have both of them um how do we feel about the power creep how it affects wild it makes a lot of older cards unplayable um how do you how do you think that team five can make powerful new cards yet keep a lot of the collection still relevant for those people that are playing in uh wild and in duels and that sort of format i think they're trying to a twist that's what twist is all about they they know that with the way the cards have evolved that 99 percent of wild cards are just complete utter garbage in comparison to what we have now like when they have a, a sale for wild packs i always tell my viewers don't buy them because very much all those cards are useless like the the power level of those cards are just crap compared to what we see now so twist the idea with that is like okay we can have rotating formats where we can have you know those cards sheltered from the new broken stuff we just haven't seen that yet because we had that new age format right which was basically standard with stormwind and the like alterac um so i think we'll see that better that's what the the kind of the mission of that mode is and i'm really excited to see how that develops I just feel like this first format really doesn't um, represent or highlight what Twist can do. And I hope that, I don't know what the next format is. I really hope it will highlight those things. Um, but I don't think Wild um, can ever be that player decks of old, player cards of old, unless it was heavily, heavily balanced and ban lists and all sorts of stuff. And they just don't have the interest or the resources to do that. And then you're also pissing a subset off that don't, don't want that. So I think that's what Twist is all about, to try and let people play their cards of old in formats of old. That I think that would be preferable. Yeah, that was my concern about Twist right off the bat, is that uh, I think it's an... I, I love the concept of Twist. I'm, I'm very excited about it. I think they can do good things, but doing the New Age thing first, I think, was a mistake because people are going mm. to say, we just saw this. Like we just got, mm -hmm. we finally got rid of this. Why are we doing this again? And they could have really done anything else. And I get why they did because it was pretty simple. Um, it, it incorporated new cards and recent cards. So a lot of people would still have the collections probably, but uh, we want to see some wackiness out of it. And mm -hmm. um, it, it just wasn't quite there. Um, it's just too safe. I think it was just too safe. You got to get people excited. You got to give uh take a bit more of a risk, I think, but we'll see. I, I don't know what they have planned for their next, it's comebacks 
they'll come back in September and they said they have a surprise to come with it. So um, hopefully that'll be good. And my theory is we're going to, if they do twist the way I kind of hope they do is I kind of hope that they always that first month of the new expansion, they don't have twists. Um, Mm -hmm. So we just focus on like the new expansion and stuff like that. Then it's like, Oh, Hey guys, twist is back. Here's a new format. And it can keep people engaged for um, a while. And I would, I actually kind of would like if they said, here are the here's the set and here are the rules for this month. And then the next month after that, I say, oh, we're, it's the same format, but here are a couple different rules. And so it's like you still kind of work with what you have, but then things change. I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, back to the topic at hand. Uh, I personally, I've been watching Titan. I feel like there's been a lot of, I don't know if it's power creep, but this set feels so much stronger than most of the time a uh mid uh second set of a meta of a year comes out i feel like this is more powerful than most uh do you agree with me do you think this set is full of power creep or do you think it's just powerful mechanics that are different and um engaging second sets usually one of the most powerful lately um stormman was the second set scalamance also one of the most powerful expansions ever um frozen throne at death knights it's been a lot of powerful second sets. Um, this does seem like a very scary power level set. There's a lot of mana cheat in particular. Uh, there's a lot of cards that can cause zero and stuff like that. And the Titans are just like pure on, like just super like powerful. If you want to use the word power creep, they're definitely power creep. But I'm, I love the idea of power creeping with what they're doing. A lot of it lately, like Colossals. Like if you look at a Colossal, they're, utterly broken for their mana costs completely compare like dr boom to hydrolodon it's ridiculous like how much more powerful it is but we never do that did that before with like old big card like the big minions are just never playable and it's it's actually allowing for big minions to be playable and i think that's really fun and you don't really hear people bitching about colossals even though they're totally broken they really are but they barely got nerfed and I really hear people bitch about them and they're played like crazy. So I, I think we're seeing a lot of that again with this. And I think that's great. And I hope the Titans are fun, like colossals. And uh, I just, I worry about some of the mana cheat stuff. There's a lot of mana cheat this set, but we'll see, but it does seem like a very powerful set. And I have said a couple of times, like, Oh, are we going to get Stormwind 2.0 to wait and see, I guess. But yeah, it does seem like a very strong set. If you would like to hear some complaining about colossals, when Bohemoth has played against me on stream. Oh yeah. <laughs> there, there's plenty of yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's what that's one of the rare ones they buffed too. That was eight mana originally. Let's think about it. seven mana, eight, ten, plus a one four, and it auto attacks and heal like the power level that's obscene. It was like never been seen uh never uh, never seen that before. And but I think it's kinda cool to make uh, also with like Raid Boss and Nixie was another card, it's like just giant stat bomb that we didn't see that before. And Bohemoth is really frustrating when they've stolen your uh, faithful companions and then drawn that on 10 mana. They get two of them. But anyway. I've liked it. <laughs> I've, I've made a few people concede with that. Just a few. Because, yes, I do play Control Priest. <laughs> uh, uh, we won't hold that against you. Some of our viewers might, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so do you have any final thoughts on Power Creep? Uh, just... It's it's something I love to meme about. I love to compare the uh, new card versus the old card. It's just for fun. Like 99% of the time, it's just for fun. 
Um, I just don't want it to be a crutch, you know, something that like, oh, well, our next set is just more powerful cards than the last. But I don't feel like we get that the 99% of the time. Um, I feel like it's gotten a lot better. And I think it's cool to power creep, especially on stuff of things that, yeah, that might not have worked out in the past before, but let's try it with a bit more of a powerful edge, see how it goes. And I think that's been rather successful a lot of the time. And I'm curious to see how they keep going. Otherwise the game's just got to make the game exciting and uh, powerful. Doing powerful stuff is exciting. That That's just the, absolutely true. It's just how powerful, how do you find that line? I think that's just a constant work in progress that I think they're doing a, a good job of trying their best to, to figure out. I couldn't agree more, but wow. I'm starting to get full, Doc, but you know what? I think I still got a little room for dessert. How about yourself? Yeah, dessert sounds good to me. Uh, so, listeners, please leave us a review. Uh, we would prefer a five-star review but because it helps with visibility, but as always, please vote or leave a review with the star rating that your heart desires. Uh, let us know what we're doing that you enjoy, what we, what you don't enjoy, just so that we can improve the show in a way that we're all proud of and uh, want to get more people listening to. Uh, so, Zeddy, one final question for you. What is your favorite dessert? Hmm, dessert. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an ice cream kind of guy. I like, um, give, give me some, like, ice cream cake I'm, I'm a child at heart so i still like my dairy queen ice cream cake type yes. of stuff. i just love that stuff chocolate fudge it's just delicious i like that type of stuff i'm a chocolate like chocolate and sweets in particular heck yeah ice cream one of my favorites yes so, yeah it's just it's just great mm-hmm. uh what's not to like uh so zeddy if people want to find you and don't know how where where can they find you I upload every day on youtube.com at Zeddy Hearthstone. I stream five days a week, usually Tuesday through, uh, what, Tuesday through Saturday? Yes, on twitch.tv slash Zeddy. And I don't even know what to call Twitter these days, but I'm on Twitter at Twitter at <laughs> ZeddyHS. If that site is still going to exist, I don't know. Exit yeah. out. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> It is weird, but I tweet all the time there, 90% of the time memes and try and have some fun we're just yeah making memes or just some news updates and stuff so that's kind of where i hang out doc how about yourself where can people nice. find you yeah uh you can find me over at uh twitch dot uh slash doc mcbutt and you can also find me on twitter at doc mcbutt and if you want to you can email the show at bread and butter and is in the letter hs at gmail.com uh, shout out to Dyrus Bear. Thank you so much. And Tito, how about yourself? Wait, I can find you on twitch.com? Really? Are you sure about that? Uh, twitch.tv. Twitch.tv? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same, same potato, same potato. But can I find you there? That's the question. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, you can find me at uh, Twitter and Twitch at Tito Santana HH, uh, HS. I am taking the approach on Twitter or X as we call it nowadays, the kids are saying is I am just going to keep posting there because everyone still is there complaining about how Twitter is going away um, until Ridiculous Hat comes and says the Hearthstone community has moved to new social media platform X. I'm just going to stay on Twitter. And um, but it is that, but it is called X. Yeah. <laughs> y, Z, whatever. We, if we yeah. moved over here, <laughs> uh, then, then I'll know how to move. The problem is there just is no alternative. And that's, that's the thing. And like, there's just, 
and I think he knows that, and he's just doing every what he wants until that happens. And and the problem so. is with all the new platforms, it's splintering the communities. People are like, oh, I'm on Blue Sky. Oh, I'm on Threads. Oh, I'm on uh, I don't know, mm-hmm. whatever. And and it, so all it is is making our community smaller. Yet everyone is still complaining about Twitter on Twitter. So until yeah. that stops <laughs> happening, I am staying there. But mm-hmm. Seti, you get any shout outs this week? Shout outs for uh oh just um i guess i'll shout out the two places i'm always at these days on twitch i usually hang out with theo hs and uh, engine they're some of the best uh, hearthstone streamers out there that i harass all the time so give them uh, a shout out <laughs> and also nova nova's you know always supporting me sticking up for me meowing at me and also liking to bite and co-op me once in a while so she's a good kitty but uh you know gotta gotta shout out the nova yep doc how about yourself uh yeah so uh i want to shout out well first and foremost uh zeddy thank you so much for being on the show with us uh it means a lot to have someone who is your size compared to our size uh be wanting to or being willing to uh talk our stone uh so thank you um and then i want to shout out uh matt at arms just because it was it was fun hanging out in discord with him today just playing some bgs as he was getting the show notes ready for squelch uh, he's just overall a good dude and love that guy. Tito, how about yourself? Well, obviously I'd like to echo what you said about Zeddy. Zeddy, it was a fantastic pleasure to have you on. Um, hopefully we'll have you on again sometime soon. It's, it's just a pleasure to talk to. Um, I want to shout out to Hat and Wicked Good and everybody else in the Coin Concede tech channel that we've had a lot of good discussions this week that have helped me fix some issues with my, my setup and my audio and good ideas. It's been a lot of good discussions. But, um, yeah. I mean, I think that's it, guys. I think we're toast. We'll see ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Slide two brothers meet one another when they slide up to the mic. It's bread and butter with one another. Let's start up that recording light. <laughs>